What's up, Dolphin fans? Welcome to the same old Dolphin show. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people and happy football day. Happy football day. We've got day. football on TV There's right football now. happening right now. And I have to be honest. I have to be completely honest with you. I had to work late tonight. And then after work, we all went out to the bar and we, and we had a couple drinks. And uh, I, have, I have not seen any of the football game that is going on as we record this on Thursday night. However, I will be watching it as soon as this recording is complete. So... I, I will ask you to please not give me any spoilers, uh, especially as it pertains to my fantasy team, who uh, does have at least one player featuring in tonight's football game. I don't think you need to worry. Oh, you were you were asked, you were telling me not to give you any. Yeah, spoilers. I wasn't telling the people. I was I was I was certainly not asking the people that are hearing this on Friday morning not right. to spoil Thursday night's game for me. Gotcha. I th- I'm glad that we're on the same wavelength here, Brain. This is we're off to a great start. Off to a great start on the first season, uh, first game preview of the season. You know, I realized, Brain, that we didn't do last week. We didn't do our proper season preview where we made predictions. We made our Dolphins predictions, but we didn't make uh, we didn't make Super Bowl predictions. Okay, well, we could do that if you want. I haven't prepared for that at all, but I mean, I'm sh- I'm, I'm happy to make a guess. Sure. We'll do that at the do, end. You want to do that right now or you want to do that at the end? No, no, no. Let's do it in the end so that I can do research as we're doing the show here tonight. Oh, good. So this will be this will make for a good show. By the way, it's going to be a long season if this is any indication. No. Listen. It's fine. It's all fine. Listen, we do this. We have a nice time. We get together. We talk about the Dolphins a couple times a week. We have a nice good. time. It's good. I like to talk about the Dolphins. It's good. Speaking of the Dolphins, uh, I guess really not speaking about the Dolphins because I was just at the minor league baseball playoffs the other day. Yay. It was a good time. Got to, H- got how to, are those double days doing? The double days lost game one, 11 of five at home. It was a sad state of affairs. They, they had a home run in the first inning, took a one nothing lead. It was all downhill from there, however. Lost 11-5, and as we record here Thursday night, they are three outs away from being eliminated from the playoffs because uh, short season, A-ball does um, two best-of-three series. Uh, two th- so they've got semifinals or best-of-three series, then the championship series is best-of-three. And uh, it appears as though, barring a, a late Ninth inning, miraculous comeback. It seems that the uh, double days are going down, but that's okay because you this support is what your you local get team. When you tune into the same old Dolphins, we show. talk you about minor league the baseball. ins and outs of of what is it? The New York Penn League the New York and their Penn postseason league. format and little league baseball the week before. We are just we we cover the whole spectrum of. Sports that you don't care about. That's right. And I also want to let everybody know that that, uh, the AHL, the American Hockey League, has a new streaming service. Oh, my God. you know, check out your favorite minor league hockey teams at a computer near you. Brain, we're not here to talk about minor league hockey. We're not here to talk about minor league baseball. We are here to talk about the National Football League. More specifically, we are here to talk about your beloved and my beloved Miami Dolphins. And 
it's that time of year where you're really excited about the Dolphins. And so I, I this afternoon, decided I was going to send out a tweet from our Twitter account, at same old Dolphins. Uh, I decided I was going to send out a tweet to all the people out there to see what they were excited about. And I have a few responses that I would like to read today. Some, some good responses, some good responses, and, and some not so great. But we're going to read them all. Because, uh, you know, this is, this, this is our week one preview. And I want to I wanna feel, get a sense of what the Dolphins universe, what hashtag Dolphins Twitter is thinking about and looking forward to with this football season. So I asked a question. So tell us what you're most looking forward to this Dolphins or to week one of this Dolphins season, getting it kicked off. And um, at Deb Swim 2010 says, us proving all of the haters and doubters wrong. LOL. Hashtag fins up. Hashtag DTC. What is hashtag DTC, Brain? Do you know what that is? I've never heard of this before, but there it is. Hashtag DTC. If you think about it and you're not muted, you can give me an answer. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, doesn't it take away from the, the point that you're trying to make? We are going to prove all of the doubters wrong. LOL. You know, listen. Doesn't take away from the effect there. Listen. Like, like you thought, oh, we're going to be, you know, she, this per is it's Deb. So I'm thinking it's a woman. Um, you know, she's really serious about we're really going to prove the doubters wrong. This season is not going to go the way all of the haters think. But she couldn't even keep a straight face via text or via tweet. But isn't isn't that pretty same old Dolphins? Well, yes, I just I'm not okay. sure. Did she mean it? sarcastically or did she like did she mean it to come off as i'm totally buying into adam gase and the culture change and this team being a surprisingly good team and maybe we're going to make a playoff run and then by the end of it she uh you know couldn't keep a straight face or was it like just kind of a i don't know how to punctuate this so i just put an lol well, she did have a period before the LOL, but I, I, you know, I just view it as a very same old Dolphins kind of thing, right? You think, well, this is it. This is the year. She's pumping herself up. She's ready. It's preseason. We're heading into the regular season. It's time. It's coming this Sunday. And she's pumped up. She's fired up. But she knows, deep in her heart of heart, these are the Dolphins we're talking about. This is the year. We're going to do it. We're not just going to make the playoffs. We're going to win a freaking playoff game. <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry. I couldn't do it with a straight face. Well, you know, she made her best effort. John F. Nally, at John F. Nally, he says, he's looking forward to a winning attitude, finally turning the corner, and not being mediocre. There is no LOL at the answer. Ah. From John F. Nally. So he says a winning attitude, finally turning the corner and not being mediocre. And I think that's really great because the next tweet that we got was from at justice underscore N understand underscore Jordy. Uh, justice is in Justice Winslow, I'm assuming. <laughs> that was a long Twitter handle. There were a lot of underscores at in there. Justice underscore N underscore Jordy. And and their response was, to what are you most looking forward to as the Dolphins kick off their season this Sunday? The answer was, the season to end. 
<laughs> there you go. That's I mean, that's the same old dolphins as it gets. I mean, that's man. That's beautiful. Listen, I'm looking forward. Listen, you got to enjoy the football season. You can't be looking that, forward to season to end. Was that Already. Angry Al in Port St. Maybe Lucy? maybe Angry Al from Port St. Lucie has his own as as a burner account. We'll see. We'll find out. Um, at D Malfins, Diami Mal, Diami underscore Malfins. They say that they are looking forward to seeing Tanny, as in Tannehill, seeing Tanny play his first meaningful game in what seems like years. And I, you know what? I I can agree with that. I am completely on board with that. Very much looking forward to seeing Ryan Tannehill play some meaningful football for the Miami Dolphins uh, because the last time he was playing meaningful football for us, this team was winning games. So I, I, I would second that at D. Malfins. And finally, at Gamby5150 says they are looking forward to the cheerleaders. It's going to be a pretty exciting season here for the Miami Dolphins. Folks are exciting excited. cheerleaders. Folks are excited about the cheerleaders for the Dolphins. I mean, you can't. I mean, listen. I think you could objectively say, without being sexist, that the Miami Dolphins choose pretty attractive cheerleaders. Talented. Very talented and attractive cheerleaders. You know, I mean, that's objective, right? That's not sexist. I, I mean, maybe it's, it's opinion. I, I, think it's I guess it's subjective. opinion at the end of the day. Sure, yeah, subjective. I, I'd say it's subjective, but uh, but yeah, sure, sure. Terrific. Anyway, that's what the people had to say. That's a selection of some of the responses that we received. Let's. Uh, but enough of the enough of the chit chat. Let's talk about this week Sunday week one opener against the Tennessee Titans. Brain, we are welcoming the Tennessee Titans to what is now called Hard Rock Stadium. A place that I will always that will always be in my heart, Pro Player Park. Oh, not where I thought you were going with that. I know. You see what I did there? I do. That's I what do. we I see what you did there. It's what we in the business call a swerve. I thought you were gonna go land shark. No. No, no, no. Of course, anybody who knows, it, it's it's always Joe Robbie Stadium. It'll always be Joe Robbie Stadium. But we are welcoming in to Joe Robbie Stadium the Tennessee Titans. A team the Miami Dolphins defeated last year. Uh, one of the few. One of the few teams that the Miami Dolphins defeated last season. Uh, we're welcoming them in. Welcoming, welcoming them back to Pro Player or Pro Player Stadium. Jesus. Uh, we're welcoming them back to Hard Rock Stadium. Gonna be a long season. As we uh as we kick off the 2018 season. I, listen, I'm I'm excited about this one because as if you remember, if you listened to the show last week, you know that this is one of the only games in the season that we predicted the Dolphins were going to win. One of the few that you predicted. I mean, you had the Dolphins at four and twelve. That's true. I had the Dolphins at five hundred twelve games into the season. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I was a little bit down on that. But at any rate, uh, we're welcoming the Titans into pro. And, God, did it again. It's a hard rock stadium. And uh, what are the things that we need to be looking out for? I mean, listen, Marcus Mariota, I don't even think Mariota didn't even play the last time the Dolphins played the Titans. But this time he's playing and, and he's, he's, by all accounts, 
100% healthy, and he's one of those athletic quarterbacks that likes to scramble, that likes to run, and that's traditionally the kind of quarterback the Dolphins have a hard time with. So when the Dolphins are on defense, uh, what what do you think we should expect in this one, Bran? Well, the Dolphins have spent their offseason and preseason really focusing on getting better in their secondary, getting better covering the tight end, covering the slot. Uh, they went out and they traded uh, to bring in Robert Quinn to uh, to uh, improve their pass rush. They've really focused on becoming a pass defense. And when they brought in Matt Burke, the talk of what Matt Burke wants to do defensively, he wanted this team to play a lot of cover two to get pressure on the quarterback with the front four and play a lot of coverage. What they haven't done and what the weakness is of that type of defense is historically has been those are the kind of defenses that get gashed up the middle in the run game. And that is something that the Dolphins have had problems with uh, over the past couple of seasons, last year in particular. And then they lose in Dominican Sue, and you see the inconsistent play from the defensive tackles in the preseason, and you see them getting gashed at least when their starters aren't out there, when Jordan Phillips hasn't been out there, you've seen them give up huge runs right up the gut. Uh, you've seen Raekwon McMillan take the wrong gap, uh, and he's supposed to be stepping in to be your middle linebacker, not just of the future, but of the present. I fully expect a Tennessee team that whose strength is their offensive line to come right out and try to punch the Dolphins in the mouth. Um, will the Dolphins be able to hold their ground early? That's the first thing that I'm looking for when, when the Titans have the ball, is does the Dolphins' D-line hold its own, and are the linebackers disciplined enough? Do they hit the right gaps so that the Dolphins can slow down, contain the Tennessee Titans run game the first couple times they have the ball, because that'll be really telling. Because if Tennessee comes out and they just run it all over Miami, it could be a really long day. Uh, and it would not shock me if that happens, but I believe that the Dolphins are going to go into this uh, with the game plan of, look, we have got to stop the run. And... We have got to shore up the defense right up the middle. And if we're strong up the middle, then we could figure out the the rest as the game progresses. I think that what goes hand in hand with that game plan, what the Dolphins want to do, and we've heard Adam Gase and Matt Burke say as much, the way that this team is built, it is built to play with a lead. It is built to force the opposing team to get one-dimensional, to have to throw the ball, and so that you can turn your defensive ends loose, let them pin their ears back and come after the quarterback, and you've if this defense has a strength, it's their pass rushers with Quinn and Wake on opposite ends, 
and their secondary with the two, two and a half safeties with Jones, McDonald, and Minka Fitzpatrick, and then what you're hoping is an all-pro corner in Xavier Howard. Now, you've got a question at the other cornerback spot. It looks like Bobby McCain going to get the start at the other boundary corner, and you don't have much depth at cornerback, and you're holding your breath that these guys can stay healthy because they're already lacking. They're already thin at corner as is. But if the Dolphins' defense can hold their own early, and the offense can put them in a position where they could play with a lead, then I think the Dolphins have Tennessee right where they want them. But those are a lot of ifs. Yeah. Now, one other area that I'm a little concerned about, because it's been a, a trend for this Dolphins team for several years, and I don't know that they've done a whole lot to address it, is that tight ends have typically destroyed this team. Uh, you know, teams that have any kind of tight end that can that can catch the ball um, have have done a lot of damage against this Dolphins defense. And my understanding is we're getting a fully healthy Delaney Walker. Granted, a fully healthy thirty four year old Delaney Walker coming into Hard Rock Stadium. But do you think we can expect Mariota to find Delaney Walker for big chunks of yardage, particularly on second and third downs in this game? I'll be honest with you. I'm less concerned about Delaney Walker in this game. I think Delaney Walker will get his. He's a part of their offense that they feature. And I think he'll get probably, you know, seven to ten targets in this game. And I'm sure he'll have a few a few nice catches. But I don't think he's going to have a huge game. The guy that worries me, and and again, that's they went out and they drafted Jerome Baker specifically to cover tight ends. They dr- they drafted Minka Fitzpatrick because he's a guy that can cover tight ends and cover slot receivers. Tennessee isn't this doesn't have this great receiving core where um you are super worried about these great slot receivers. The guys that you're worried about are Delaney Walker, who I think they can kind of neutralize, but this other guy, Dion Lewis. That's who I think could be a huge problem for the Dolphins. Deion Lewis, a guy who, uh, a running back who really was great whenever he got the opportunity, whenever he was healthy and he got the opportunity with New England, he always produced at an, just efficient runner, efficient out of the backfield, catching the ball. And that's really how they're going to use him in this offense. Now, there's a lot of questions about Matt LaFleur's offense. Um, they didn't show much in the preseason, and that was by design. And what you need to know about Matt LaFleur is that he worked with Sean McVay. Uh, he worked with Sean McVay. Last year, he also uh, in in L.A. with the Rams, and he also worked with Sean McVay when when McVay was over there with the Redskins. And what McVay loves to do is throw the ball to his running backs, screen passes, getting uh, getting that running back lined up on a linebacker. And what I'm expecting is that there are going to be a lot of times in this game where you're going to end up with Jerome Baker having to make a decision. You're going to end up with Jerome Baker and Minka Fitzpatrick 
one of those guys is going to have to cover Delaney Walker, and one of those guys is going to be on De- on Dion Lewis, and that's two rookies that I think might get picked on in this game if the Dolphins aren't prepared for it. But um, I think Lewis is the scarier threat um, to me than than Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker just a really solid tight end. Sure, he's athletic. But Deion Lewis, I see as a guy that can really break huge chunks of yardage. Uh, so he's the guy that really concerns me. What about when the Dolphins have the ball? Right now, there's been a lot of talk over the past week or so, last couple of weeks, that the Dolphins are sort of saving Mike Gesicki and that they were really going to sort of let him loose once the regular season started and that this was going to be the coming out party for Mike Gesicki and the Dolphins were going to go to town and Mike Gesicki was going to show everybody what kind of player he really was. In your opinion, Brain, and granted, we, we don't know a whole lot because it's been, you know, the Dolphins have played pretty basic offense throughout the course of the preseason. Sunday, Ryan Tannehill and this Miami Dolphins offense is going to be let loose, and whatever they're going to bring is what they are going to bring. So my question for you is, Brain, what is that going to look like? Do you remember last season, the way the, the, way the season started? Do you remember last preseason, right before the first week of the season? Obviously, we had the, uh, the hurricane, so we got the bye week in week one. But before that, all the talk was we've got – Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker and Kenny Stills. And, uh, you know, even though uh, Tannehill uh, got hurt, you know, he uh, Gase went out and he got Jay Cutler because Jay Cutler knows his offense. And this is going to be the best offense that the Dolphins have had since the Marino days. And their first game, granted, they won. They played the Chargers and it was three-yard pass after three-yard pass after three-yard pass after three-yard pass. And then what we've seen in the preseason is three-yard pass after three-yard pass after three-yard pass after three-yard pass. And we're hearing, oh, they're saving it. They're saving it. There's a... I'm not saying that they won't take shots, but don't be surprised if this offense continues to look like an offense that's going to dink and dunk, that's what this offense is going to be. Now, I think that now that you've got Tannehill, who has shown that he has a rapport with Kenny Stills down the field, um, and you have Gasecki, and you think that you know maybe they're they're holding off on on uh, showing you too much, and I I do think that that will be part of the offense, but I think it's going to be used sparingly. I don't believe for a second that this is going to be this high-flying offense that's throwing the ball down the field, you know, 10, you know, double-digit times a game. I, I, I'd love to be wrong if it works. Um, you know, I'd love for them to be that kind of offense. But I, I don't know how you could go into the season and really expect that. Everything that you've seen says they're going to be throwing short passes to Albert Wilson, short passes to Danny Amendola, intermediate passes to Kenny Stills. They're going to be dumping the ball off to Kenyon Drake, and that's going to be what the offense is. And then maybe when they get into the red zone, then they'll look for Mike Kosicki. I, I, 
I'd be surprised if I saw more than four or five passes that traveled over 20 yards in the air. I like it. I think it's a good. And I'm not. I'm not saying that 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 can't work. I just that's what I'm expecting. Of course, of course. Well, and you know, listen. I've made my case about Kenyon Drake, so I think we're going to see him get a. I wouldn't be surprised to see him carry the ball 20, 25 times in this game. Rush for a couple hundred yards. It'll be a beautiful thing. Can we talk just for a second? Just for a second. We'll we'll get right back to the analysis. But can we talk about how? You did not draft Kenyon Drake. I know. I had the opportunity to. You had the opportunity I to did. draft Kenyon Drake in in the second round on the comeback. And you and you didn't take him. The 1,515 man. I know. I didn't do it. The able one. I blew didn't it. do it. But you know who did? You did. Me. I did. Good. I so, so when my prediction ends up being horribly wrong and you end up at the bottom of the fantasy football league, you know, who will have well, drafted him in correctly? round three? Listen, listen, nobody cares. Right nobody, nobody listening to this show gives two shits about our fantasy football teams. But they, they do need to know that after all of I passed up the on posturing. the able one. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, after all of the posturing, after all of the talking up of Kenyon Drake, that you chickened out. It's fine. I didn't chicken out. You chickened out. I, I went elsewhere with my pick. Okay. Not chicken out. All right. So so let's let's break down the Dolphins' offense against the Tennessee Titans' defense. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I, listen, I th- I think you're going to see Kenyon Drake get quite a few uh, get quite a few carries here in this game. I think so, too. Um, Now, Tennessee, one of the better run defenses in the league last year. Uh, So definitely something. They were, I believe, number five in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken, in yards allowed per carry last season. So this is a a very good uh, run defense, and that could make it difficult. But what we saw really... From the point where the Dolphins traded Jay Ajayi last year, was this went from a run the ball to open up the passing game team to a pass the ball to open up the running game kind of team. And I think that's what this team is suited to be. I think it's a more of a finesse offense. I think it's a quick hit hitting offense, short passes, screens, and then and then you know keep the defense off off balance on kind of on their heels stretch them out a little bit and then hit them with the with the quick uh running play up the middle and i think that's where the dolphins could have some success on this on this titans team i don't think they're going to be you know i don't think that the titans defense the way that they're built allows for much down the field passing game. So I think if the Do- you know, if the Dolphins really wanted to become that type of team where they were going to chuck the ball down the field double digit times a game, I don't think this would be the team to do it against. I mean, you still've got question marks at right tackle as far as Juwan James against uh a team with a a pretty decent pass rush, not an elite pass rush, but you know, Morgan is a is a solid pass rusher, Arakpo can certainly, 
get into the backfield and, and terrorize your quarterback. And and they go out and they add Malcolm Buck Malcolm Butler to a secondary that was already pretty good. This is going to be a secondary that's going to be difficult to throw the ball on, you know, 10, 15, 20 yards down the field. So I really think the way to attack this team is with the short passing game precision. And that just means the Dolphins in this preseason have looked like they could absolutely do that and get into rhythm. But what is the thing that always has killed their rhythm in this preseason and going back to last year. Stupid penalties. Stupid penalties. And that is the key to this Dolphins offense uh, getting into rhythm is they cannot have those pre-snap penalties. They cannot have the holding penalties. They cannot have the self-inflicted wounds, these negative plays. If they can stay in front of the down and distance, I think that they can have success against the Tennessee Titans. And I think we can we can have a lead. And if we have a lead, obvi- obviously, you need to have a lead to win the game. But I, that I is have big. That is hard hitting <laughs> analysis from Aaron, the brain. That's why they call you the brain. Obviously, you've got to have the lead to, to win the game. But I think the Dolphins more than most are more than most teams are built to play with a lead and more than most are not built to come from behind. All right, then. It's it's prediction time. Give me your prediction for your score of the week one matchup between the Tennessee Titans and the Miami Dolphins. Listen, anybody who listened to the show last week knows what, your res- what you think the result is going to be. Can I, I change it? Could- I mean, listen, you can do anything you want, buddy. This, yeah. Well, it's it's week one, so I don't want to I don't want to go back on my predictions from week one. What? I mean, because nothing really has changed from here. Now, now I picked them to lose week two, but you know, once I've seen games, then I I can change my opinion because there's you know reasonable evidence that that can allow me to change my opinion. But I'm not going to change my opinion before we've we've even seen a game. There's no reason to. I believe that this is going to be a defensive struggle. I think that the Dolphins will be able to move the ball on Tennessee, but I'm not sold that the Dolphins are over their red zone woes. I'm not sold that the Dolphins can get out of their own way as far as not committing penalties, and I'm not sold that the Dolphins are talented enough to overcome penalties when they happen, when when they're on offense, when they do get into a poor down and distance. From what I've seen, that's just – they don't have the ability to, to overcome that. And so I see the Dolphins having some, some success moving the ball but struggling to get into the end zone. But on the flip side, I think the Dolphins will be surprisingly – uh, tough against the Tennessee Titans running game. And we didn't mention this, but Tennessee's right tackle, uh, Conklin, uh, out for this game, Robert Quinn and Cameron Wake. I expect them to have a big impact in this game. Can we call the them Dolph- the Twin Towers? They're not really, I mean, they're not really the Twin Towers, but can we I'm call not- them that? 
Um, we've got to be able. How about this? We need how a name. We, we need a the, name. We for have. Them. We put it out on Twitter, and we see what the listeners come up with for a for a nickname for the duo of Cam Lake and Quinn. Uh, because we're doing there's got to be something better than, than the happening. Twin Towers. We're putting it out I, I on think. Twitter. Tweet at us at same old dolphins at amplified to rock at Aaron the brain. Tweet at us. What is the name of the duo of Cam Wake and Robert Quinn? Tweet at us. I think the Dolphins defense will be fired up. I think they'll 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 get the job done. Tell me and the it'll score, brain. Ooh, I've got the Dolphins. Winning this game, sixteen to thirteen. Tremendous prediction. I think the Dolphins are going to win it right at the end, and I'm going to. It's going to go just like it did last year, where you're going to have a missed field goal by the Tennessee Titans that would put them up by a touchdown. They miss it, and in, well, by, by more than a field goal, I should say. They're going to miss that field goal, and then the Dolphins are going to turn it around. Jason Sanders is going to hit a 48-yard field goal as time expires to give your Miami Dolphins a 23-21 to victory over the Tennessee Titans in Week 1. And the Miami Dolphins will be un defeated you heard it here first on the same old dolphin show there it is boom jason sanders getting right in right in the mix right in week one well we both have jason sanders having a big game we both have him making three field goals that's right that's right it's it's going to be exciting hope he's on your fantasy team as your kicker late pick Hopefully last round, you pick up uh, Jason Sanders there. All right, Brain, we've got to wrap up the show here. But first, before we go, we got to predict our Super Bowls, Super Bowl matchup, and our Super Bowl winners. I've got my idea in my head. You want me to go first? You want me to spit this out? Oh, yeah, go ahead. I have been, those of you that have listened to the Brain and I, uh, all the way back to our old podcast, will, will remember that I have a fondness for a certain quarterback from the University of Central Florida. He is now playing his football in Jacksonville. And I believe that Blake Bortles is going to lead the Jacksonville Jaguars to the Super Bowl. And in that Super Bowl, they are going to defeat the Los Angeles Rams in a high-scoring affair, 35-34, to and Super Bowl MVP, Blake Bortles, will be carried off the field on the shoulders of his teammates. It's going to be a beautiful thing. Jacksonville Jaguars over the Los Angeles Rams. When's the last time uh, a team carried off one of their own players? And... The Blake Bortles to the Hall of Fame talk will be renewed. Oh, jeez. You heard it here first on the same old Dolphin show. Brain, who you got? What's your Super Bowl pick, fella? Well, I've got the Minnesota Vikings led by, I mean, an incredible defense and new starting quarterback, Kirk Cousins. What about what about uh, UCF? Graduate Latavius Murray in the backfield. Well, you know, Murray will have his role Go as, uh, you know, the uh, charge on probably the, you know, he's part of uh, of a committee with Dalvin Cook, but Cook will will be the feature back 
Uh, Murray will have a role. I think he's a guy that's been overlooked a lot in fantasy drafts. And uh, I think he's a guy that's definitely going to have a role there. And I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, he has a has a decent season for for them. But, uh, yeah, I've got I think Minnesota is the best defense in the league. Obviously, Jacksonville is right there. They're to me, they're one in one a. But the difference between those two teams uh, is now that Minnesota upgrades from from Case Keenum to Kirk Cousins. I think that makes all the difference in the world. And then you get a healthy Dalvin Cook. Uh, I, I think Minnesota's in for a huge year. And in the AFC, granted, uh, I don't know if Le- when Le'Veon Bell is going to come back and when he's going to start practicing and when he's going to play, but I, I assume that he will eventually play here in the next couple of weeks. I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers coming out of the AFC. And Pittsburgh and Minnesota playing for the Super Bowl title. That is some pick. And I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers winning what would be, what was that? What would, that would be their, their uh, that'd be their sixth? No, that would be their seventh. Yeah, I think it's. That would the, be their, their record-breaking so you, seventh, you got seventh, ben, Super, go seventh Super Bowl victory. And Ben and Roethlisberger be, rides off into the sunset? And that's exactly what's going to happen. The same way I picked Peyton Manning to ride off into the sunset, I am now picking Big Ben to ride off into the sunset. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers defeat the Minnesota Vikings 23-17, to and Big Ben retires with three Vince Lombardi trophies. Man, talk about a guy. You know, it's, it's really interesting. We, I, we don't need to get into this whole conversation, but I just think it's really interesting. Roethlisberger is one of those sleeper guys that's got multiple multiple Super Bowl championships. You know, it's just, it's it's you think it's such Patriots domination in this era. You, you Actually, did, did he win two Super Bowls? They, they got him. the win. They got the win over... Well, he beat, um, they definitely beat Arizona. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, because he beat Arizona, he beat Seattle, and then they lost to to Green Bay. So, yeah, this would be his third. He would, It would put him three and one in Super Bowls. Yeah, okay, good. For a second, I was forgetting Wait, about that Arizona. was he the quarterback when, when they beat Seattle? He wasn't the quarterback then, was he? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it wasn't Cordell Stewart. And it certainly wasn't Bubby Brister. Was it, was it Charlie Batch? No, <laughs> no, God, no. Yeah, no, definitely. Ben. Very good. Well, why don't you, uh, while we're wrapping up here at the show, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at Aaron the Brain. I plan on live tweeting uh, the game this Sunday. And if I, if I can get every Sunday where I, I can be to myself, live watching the game in front of the TV. I plan on live tweeting most of of the games on Sundays. Oh, fantastic. Well, hopefully we'll both be live tweeting this one. So we'll, you'll get – we'll have the J is when it's coming from me and the A is when it's coming from the brain. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Amplified to Rock. Of course, the show is at Same Old Dolphins. Um, 
and you can download, rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Really, take a moment out of your day. Take a moment. I know you're busy. You're very busy. You're reading about football. The baseball playoffs are coming here. We assume you're big sports fans, so you're following everything. Hockey's starting up. The UEFA Nations League just kicked off. Minor league baseball playoffs are going on. College football's going on. You're reading about politics. You're reading about the news. Take a moment out of your day. You're working. Take a moment. Go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a review. Five-star rating. We'd appreciate it. Even if you lie, it's fine. It's fine. Totally fine. We'd appreciate it. It helps other people find the show and learn about what it is that we're doing here on the same old Dolphin Show. After you do that, go over to SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Give us a follow over there as well. And, uh, you know, say something nice. Comment on one of the shows. Share it with your friends. Share us on Twitter. Go to Facebook.com slash Same Old Dolphins and like our Facebook page so that you can join in the conversation there as well. We appreciate everybody who is a longtime or a newfound supporter of the show. We appreciate each and every one of you. So we're going to come back with you again um, at some point, either early uh, over the weekend or early next week, recapping the week one victory over the Tennessee Titans. We'll be here talking about it on the Sam O'Dolphin Show, and we're going to be hoping to come to you two times a week, each week, for the remainder, for the, for the entire length of the regular season and the playoffs, as long as the Dolphins keep playing and keep winning. Um, hopefully they prove us wrong and end up making a deep playoff run this year. Wouldn't that be wonderful? In the meantime, for Aaron the Brain, this is Amplified to Rock. This is Josh. We will talk to you again next time after real football happens. And hopefully your Miami Dolphins are one and up. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins!